Hello, everybody. It's been a while, but we are back. The New Challengers with yet another podcast full of information for you and yours. And I'm sitting here with not just Dreaded, but another challenger. Dreaded, how about you introduce yourself and this other fine gentleman? Hey, this is Dreaded Challenger. I am just really excited to be talking to you all today. We got some good stuff coming your way, trust me. And this is the All-Star Challenger. Glad to be back again, guys. It's been a while. Yeah. Oh, man, the All-Star Challenger. You've been, you've been on the show before. We definitely value your opinion, especially now with what we're going to be talking about. Yeah. Oh, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Today's going to be about Street Fighter V impressions. And I know the both of you have been playing some Street Fighter V. And before we start, there's an event I want to talk about here. At the forefront of all of this. Near and dear to our hearts. April 12th, 2012. That's two days from the recording of this podcast right now. The Kandahar Assassins were officially formed. Which would soon be the new challengers. We had our little name change over November of that same year. So our anniversary of this group is coming up and it's fantastic. I feel great about Yeah. This. I cannot believe it's two days behind uh, four years of us, you know, spreading the fight and love and um, getting together over fighting games, beating each other up, talking all kind of trash and promoting it. And, and, and we're still going strong, bringing the fight. Yeah, I've actually got an event tonight. Uh, it's the 10th or it's the 10th in America, but it's the 11th today right now out in the desert. And I've got an event tonight. It's going to be FIFA. So. Last week was Street Fighter Five. Nobody came to play. Boo-hoo. A lot of people oh. were in Mortal Kombat, though. A lot of people were still playing at Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat 9, even. Wow. Thrones okay. Low. That's... <laughs> yes. Although, to be yeah. fair, Mortal I Kombat roll. 9, better characters, I think, so... Okay. All right. Yeah. You, you, you already... All, everybody in here listening knows that... I'm not a big fan of Mortal Kombat, but more power to the people that love Mortal Kombat. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember Mortal I guess Kombat I'm a fan of its heritage. That, yes. That's a very good way to put it. It's, it's yeah, got its I'm own little spot it, in, the, in the FGC. Yeah, like, gameplay-wise, eh, you know, mediocre. But as far as, like, what it did for fighting games, I can respect that. I agree completely. Yeah. And let's not forget that it holds a special spot, it being an American company. Yes. As, you know, like, yes. all the other companies that are putting, producing great, you know, FGC material, like Capcom, SNK, Namco, Arc Systems Works, that's all Japan-based. But, you know, those NetherRealm boys, they've been, they've been stateside, you know. They've been, and they, they kind of, they go through the beat of their own drum, so... You know, I don't know if we were planning on talking about Mortal Kombat and other own studios, but you know, you have to respect their hustle. You have to respect the fact that they're American, even if you don't really uh, enjoy their game very much. You have to, you have to kind of appreciate what they what they've been able to do. Their story mode, the way that they did their like constructed their story mode and everything into the game, I think they did a lot better job than a lot of the alternatives because it's really cinematic and you can actually get into the story. Yeah, it was groundbreaking because what other what other game in that in this genre decided to be like, oh, we're going to go all cinematic with it. So, and it looks like you know other games will follow. Well, I guess we'll talk about that when you know we'll talk about Street Fighter V's June update. But 
yeah, so that's 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 pretty cool. But like I said, we're not hating on Mortal Kombat. Um, but like, no, it's not our it's not our it's not our choice of game. It does well get put, a lot of love well though. Put. Yeah, it does, especially for casuals. Yeah, my my thoughts on Mortal Kombat are that I like the fact that it gets a lot of casual people playing. I like to see a lot of people get better playing it, but it's not really for me. We spent a lot of time, more than I thought, talking about Mortal Kombat. Yeah, yeah, we didn't have this on the agenda, but there you go. We give you what you want. New challenges, just laying it out improv, there. Improv, improv. Yeah, <laughs> this is just so much knowledge. We can't keep it. We can't keep it to ourselves. Agreed. Agreed. But you know what? What, the, what really brings us here today? Uh, back on the airwaves, back on the pod waves, is, you know, what everyone really wants to talk about right now. Uh, the big bad that is out right now, Street Fighter V. And we've had a whole two months now. I mean, it, it dropped February 16th. The, the, you know, we're recording this on April 10th or April 11th, depending where we are in the, in the you know, which hemisphere we're on or which, uh, which time zone we're in. So it's almost been two months from launch. And I'm glad we didn't do a podcast with knee-jerk reactions. Um, because mm-hmm. my opinions and viewpoints on Street Fighter V have shifted since then. Especially, you know, with the with the, the March, quote-unquote, March update and all that. And then the new character and everything. So we're giving to you a well-formulated, well-chewed-on, well-thought-out opinions instead of knee-jerk reactions. Which, you know... Ask us what our knee jerk reactions was on the Lolo if you want to know those. But anyway, let's let's get at let's let's get at it without further ado. All right, so the two of you have probably played more Street Fighter Five than I have. I played the most Street Fighter Five when I was home on leave, and at that time I actually went to go visit Mark Sagawa, who we have to get on this podcast at some point, and he was teaching me the basics on how to play Cammy. Because that's the character I want to main right now. So I kind of want to get you guys to give your opinions first. And then I'll uh, talk about what I've seen thus far. Uh, I played out here a little bit with some of the Romanian soldiers. And I've done some of the trials. But I think you all have a much better opinion of the game than I would. More form- more uh, well formulated. Well, I'll start. I'll, I'll let you start. What do you think? Uh, overall, first impressions, um, I haven't played it a lot since the actual update, so I haven't gotten to see what, like, all the little stuff that they might have fixed, but overall, I think for being released the way it was, the amount of balance that already exists in the game is very, very balanced, and, uh, I don't know, there are very few characters that nobody at all wants to play um i'm interested to see how they continue with characters like uh thong like with the gimmicky damage over time stuff but uh overall pretty decent interesting characters um can't say much about the story because as we all know they're gonna release that later on but um overall the the online stuff, minus the fact that you couldn't punish rage quitters, pretty good on my end. Like, the only time that I had trouble was when I played against PC gamers. So I just switched it to PS4 exclusively because it'd get too glitchy. 
That's interesting. I've actually heard from uh, Mark was telling me that he uh, he noted that a lot if the rig was different that you're playing on. It gives you a lot different performance for the same game. So yeah, hopefully they get that worked out because one of the coolest parts about Street Fighter V was the cross-platform play between the PS4 and the PC. Yeah, it's true. I've noticed there's there's varying you know levels. Um, most of my connection, most of my most of the games are relatively lag free, um, and I don't know if it, it you know I've had really good experience with matches against PC and I've had some a couple noticeably like bad ones. So if you're out there and you've got a PC, update that bad boy uh, before you challenge me in SF5, please, because <laughs> it can be frustrating. Come on, Master Race, get get with the program. (laughs) Well, you know what? I'd like to interject that while I was in Japan, I played on my PC with Dreaded on his PS4, and our connection was This is true. Completely. It was great. I'm like, it, you know, it was crazy. I'm sitting there playing, you know, my challenger uh, buddy over here, Angry, and I'm like, he's in Japan? And he's here draxing me with his cami right now. What is going on? Um, so that I mean, that was a good, that was, that was a good omen. You know, I like that. That's a good way to start. Um, if I may interject about the online, though, uh, while mostly it's positive, I'm you know I, I'd have to give it like an A minus because those instances where you do start hitting hit lag. They, for some, like they're fewer and farther between. You know, I, you, you can set it up to have better connection. There's a lot of people on that are close to you, so you're always going to find people with strong connections, right? But let's just say you know you're playing against someone, and all of a sudden the lag switch hits. Like for some reason, they I don't know, run a defrag on their computer, or you know, someone in their house just turns on, you know, starts streaming Netflix or whatever, and all of a sudden the ping drops. What you feel is like all of a sudden your screen is frozen, and then all of a sudden like you're jumping to the to what's now, and so like your button presses still count, but the screen will like jump. It'll like teleport. And in the few matches that I've played um, where there was lag, the match felt unwinnable. Like I felt like I could not do anything because I couldn't confirm anything. I mean, that's just lag anyway. You you can't really play through lag. I mean, sometimes you like. I, I feel like with some games you can kind of play through lag, but I feel with the way Street Fighter Five set up, it feels like you can't really play through it once it hits really bad. Does that make sense? Yes, because we had our own little lag issue a few days ago when I tried to play you all from Afghanistan. Yeah, and you know, right now you're in a third world country, so it's not that great. So those matches were problematic to say the least so like when when the lag switch does click on it it seems like it's 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 that much harder but i i do have to say that's so, so few and far between you know what i'm saying yes i agree no i have a, i have yeah. a question um playing while you're in afghanistan like that um do both people experience the lag or is it just one person because i know that was a big issue when um they first released it was if you say someone's on PC, the other person's on PS4, the PC gamer is getting lagged, they could do this like alt tab 
thing with the net code and what it would do is just transfer the lag to the other person now i'm not sure all the merit behind it but there was a ton a ton of threads on it um and i'm actually looking at it now and it says it affects both pc and ps4 for rollbacks and um low ping connections mm. i've never heard of that honestly. well i'm gonna have to look it into that be. but if that's a, that's an issue i mean they're gonna have to look into that I want to say that it's more the netcode rather than like that trick that they're talking about because if it can happen on two PS4s, um, and only because the main complaint is only one person's getting the lag, the other one's getting a flawless connection, so it's completely unbalanced in that regard. I know that when I played See that? with yeah. level four, I was experiencing a lot of lag, and so were they. So okay, yeah, because we were actually communicating during the matches. Yeah, we were uh, mm-hmm. we we're skyping it up. Yeah, I could never tell because so, I mean, I played I played with uh, dreaded that one time or a couple times, but then um, I'd only played with Aaron. Other than that, and everyone else was just randos online, hmm. so I couldn't tell if they were getting laggy or not. Yeah, well, it's definitely something we're going to have to keep an eye out for, and if it's an issue, if they're going to resolve it or if there's something to be done. So that's definitely noticeable. Uh, I didn't put too much thought into it, though, just because, I mean, fairly consistently, even up in, you know, the boonies of Montana, I have a really good connection, so. Man, that's good. You know, back in the prehistoric days of, like, pre-T1 internet, like, you know, if you're playing, like, Quake or Counter-Strike, like, ping was just such a huge deal. You know, it was like if you had if you had high ping, then you're just done for. The, the other dude was just going to run rampant on you. But it was just accepted because no, not everybody had at least a cable, you know, inter- the line of internet. So it's it's mm-hmm. kind of crazy that we're we're talking about it. But I'm so glad it's a minor problem. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. So uh, All Star, tell us who are you? Uh, what characters you um, kind of uh, uh, really sticking with? Who are your preferred uh, mains right now? Well, right now, I primarily play Rashid because um, he's, a, he's a lower damage character, but he's also fast. So that's more my style because obviously if you have a high damage, really fast character, then they're probably OP. But um, Rashid has been the most consistent with me, but I've been playing some Alora too. I tried Kami. You know, I did well against Dreaded. When we had our little exhibition matches, tried it online, didn't didn't go well after that. So, um, I've also I tried Alex out a little bit, but I still wasn't a huge fan of that. So I've stuck with Rashid primarily. Awesome. You see, I like that because you know, in Street Fighter Five, it's not like every everybody's not just zooming in on like one guy you know it's not like a million evil reuse although we're still seeing a bazillion like so many kens because ken is just such a popular character that's just Mm -hmm. always going to happen i suppose but but like i'm seeing just about everybody and it's not like when i was playing street fighter 4 where i'm like you know i get online and all it's like it's a yoon player and i'm like oh garbage oh no this is just (laughs) gonna be an uphill battle like it's just like okay, well, bring on whoever it is. Zangief, okay. Laura, okay. You know, Ryu, okay. 
Um, even Nash, who everyone kind of feels like Nash and Bison, who everyone feels are like the top tier, the cream of the crop of the of the game. It's I, it's nothing to fear, you know what I'm saying? Like if they don't like, you're like, okay, well, just got to make sure because Nash's, you know, confirms are really good, and 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 Bison's pressure, and he's got a lot of frame advantage. But it's nothing that you can't like get around with some good some good uh fundamentals you know that uh, was our last podcast right there talking about those fundamentals <laughs> yeah go back and listen to that podcast yeah even though it's crazy old <laughs> yeah like like pre-release of street fighter 5 old <laughs> definitely differences between here okay so you got that R- rashido going on there um, you've you've got your online experience. Anything else you'd like to share about uh, Street Fighter Five there, All Star? No, like uh, like Dreaded said, most of them get most of the characters get pretty good representation, except Birdie. I never see Birdie played, hmm. um, which I huh. feel is actually something we should talk about too. Is like because I'm I I just found this survey, most, the three most underrated Street Fighter Five characters. Because it's kind of tough. You can get one, but after that, the other two are really hard to decide. Um, but Birdie, I feel like, is kind of a sleeper character. He's goofy, so no one really wants to play him. But he's actually got some really good range and moves. Hmm. Yeah. Like, like literally, like this game's Rufus. Because I never wanted to play Rufus just because that's what Japan thought of America. He's your fat American. So I think... <laughs> No, but then you you really look at it, and Rufus is like actually a really strong character with with good tools. But I never gave him a shot. You know, who knows if I would have been a good Rufus player? So I think you're right. The same thing with Birdie. I agree with you, Birdie. I I did not the few matches I played. I have not seen a lot of Birdie, and I'm kind of happy about that because I do not like this depiction of Birdie in this game. But at the same time. I like the fact that Street Fighter V has a very diver- a very diverse cast, and you're seeing in tournaments and online a lot of different people being played. I don't want Birdie to like fall on the wayside, you know. Who are the other two characters yeah. you really don't see? Um, is it just? I Birdie? don't see a lot of Fong. I don't see a lot of Fong really. I don't, but I've heard of other people running into him quite a bit. So, um, other than that. Not a lot of Loras anymore. At first, there was a lot of them, but I haven't seen many hmm. as the game progressed. That's interesting. Yeah, I okay. Yeah, like I, you know, I haven't seen that many birdies. I haven't seen that many fawns. But just to be fair, I have played one or two really strong birdies. I'm like birdie, psh, I got that, and then he was throwing cans <laughs> all over the place, hit me with long range pokes. Like just just wasting my life bar, and I'm like, oh, okay, respect. That guy stole all of my points with Birdie, so you got to respect Birdie. And then I was like, Fong, he can't do the damage, you know. Nobody plays Fong. And then some dude rushed me down and melted my life. And I was like, okay, well, respect for Thong for Fong. So that Fong, there might Fong, be Fong, Fong. <laughs> you went there, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, angry, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you know. If you in, in, in like like uh, like Angry said, like they're being represented in tournaments. Zhang, uh, uh, Zian, Zian plays Fong. Sonic Fox, you know more about him, but uh, plays Fong and was able to. They were able to like make noise in tournaments, and then you like watch the replays, and I'm like, 
this is magic. What are they doing with this dude? You know? So it's something to like, so yeah, they might be under, maybe underrated, maybe underutilized, but they like, you can't sleep on them. Yeah. They, they're, they're not DJ in street fighter four. You know, <laughs> you're not, you're not, you're not just getting, you're, you're not going to get them for free. No. So you have to respect everybody. I like that. I like, I like that. I like that respect. And I like the diversity, and I like to see the fact that you have a fighting game out, and all the characters are being played. It doesn't feel like it's like, okay, there's 16 characters, but really, here's the four characters you can use to be competitive. No. Mm. There's everyone. Everyone in the game is competitive, and I hope that we keep seeing that. I know right now online, you're probably seeing a lot of Ken's and a lot of uh, Alex. Oh, so many Alex players right now. But that's just, I think that's just new, the new hype. Because he's, you know, the new character everyone wants to try him out. Yeah, and I personally didn't care for Alex, but, you know, more power to everyone else. Yeah, I mean, I don't know when he first came out. He seems pretty mid-tier. I mean, solid. He's got tools and stuff, uh, especially in V-Trigger. That V-Trigger makes him so, like... So much more dangerous because he can cancel any normal into his clothesline, which a makes him dangerous, but also makes it predictable. So, but he's got the the really strong grapple, really fast grab, really high damage. So, I mean, he's a solid character. It wasn't for me, but then again, I didn't play much at Third Strike. So, oh yeah, he's but definitely yeah, he's, solid. I played against some good ones. I just, uh, I wasn't really overwhelmed by anything that he was doing so yeah yeah that's very true it's funny to see alex in the game and how many people just clamored for alex when he really wasn't played in street fighter 3 i think you brought this up dread it yeah i I mean if you go back and check the tapes of you know back before street fighter 4 and when people were playing street fighter 3 the the characters that ruled street fighter 3 where you you know Chun Li, Ken, Yoon, Akuma, you know, and then like maybe like Abuki and Makoto, but like a lot of the other characters like Hugo and Alex and, and, and Q and stuff. Well, people really like. I guess they like their character design, but you know, at, at mid and high level tournament play, like there were not many Alexes. So I'm thinking that Alex got in sheer on his like. The popularity of the idea of Alex, or like the character design of Alex, but not necessarily how he played, which is crazy because he plays almost exactly the same in Street yes. Fighter Five than he does in Street Fighter Three. Like almost all of almost all of his moves are identical. You know, of course, you got his V his V trigger added on there, but like it's crazy, like how almost identical all of his move set is. Man. Yeah, it's it's strange to me to see it. I understand it. People like the strike grappler type mechanic. My issue is like people were all, oh man, you know, we want Alex back, we want Alex back so bad. But nobody really played him then. And they want him bad so now now and I'm afraid that that Alex hype train's gonna die down and he's gonna fall to the wayside, kinda like how Armika was really popular initially. And now she's just kind of you know off. she has fallen off a bit. Um, I'll, you know I'll get to that one in a little bit. But you're 
you know what you're gonna see this and it's it's you're gonna see this uh characters are gonna rise and wane in popularity the more people start to figure things out like honestly like like what all-star was saying about laura you saw a lot of laura early on right um Mm -hmm. but i i i honestly predict that we're gonna see a lot more lauras when people spend more time learning all of her resets because apparently with her slow moving fireball with her dash with her like you're gonna see all this cross under grapple juggle mix-up potential like I don't think that people have gotten the best out of Laura, so I think we're going to see a resurgence in Laura, especially at high play. Uh, even though you might not see a whole lot of her, I mean, we're still seeing her online, but just not as much as before. And I think it's because people realize, like, oh, we're not getting the, the wins with Laura like right now. But then you're then people are going to start figuring it out. And when you see some people get out there, maybe in a tournament, and displace some just magic, like ridiculous tech people will go, oh, that's how I play this character, and then gravitate towards back to it. So I think with Alex, same thing with Alex, we'll see a huge, like, we're seeing a huge spike in Alex, and it's going to die down as people are like, well, maybe not. And then we'll see, maybe see another rise, and like, I I think we'll see a rise in Birdie. I think we'll see a rise in uh, maybe, maybe you know, a rise in, in Aramika once they start figuring out how to how to be a monster with her. So, but like you said, every character is viable. I mean, we're always going to see the Kens. We're always going to see the Chun-Li's and always going to see the Ryu's. But these other characters, you know, they're, you're going to see them like ride waves of representation. I'm happy to hear that. So, funny story about Armika, actually. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> this is just a little side story that happened to me online a couple days ago. Because, um, you know, her... Uh, V trigger how she has her little partner come down and hit you from some random spot on the screen. <laughs> well, I had yeah. all, like my opponent had hit the V trigger, but her little friend didn't pop out yet, and I had killed or you know defeated Armika. And I'm standing there, and then all of a sudden, because my life bar was pretty low, that the the partner hits me, and it actually killed me. It didn't count as me dying, but it actually showed me, like the death animation. <laughs> What? When it killed me after after the fight was already over, so <laughs> might be a little uh, little thing that Capcom needs to look at, like because <laughs> that could potentially be very bad. Like the timing of it could maybe result in a tie. I've had a simultaneous KO already on here, so huh. oh, cool. Okay, huh? Yo, that's interesting. I never heard of that. That's really cool, though. Yeah, super weird side note, but um, (laughs) I was just glad it still gave me the win. (laughs) Awesome. Very cool, very cool. Now, I actually have the tier list pulled up, and uh, it's probably because he hasn't been out long, but Alex is second from the bottom. (laughs) Well, you know, he hasn't been out long, so there'll be a little evolution. (laughs) Zangief's yeah. at the bottom. <laughs> oh, poor Zangief. Always having a hard time. Yeah. Like, I know he's at the bottom, and I can understand why, but I have been waffle stomped by some Zangiefs. I have been stomped flat. Like, I'm like, look at this guy. I'm clowning him out. I'm zoning him. He can't do anything. Where did my health go? Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow, he stomped me really quick. Like, so high stun. Like, he makes two good reads, and your life just melts. So, 
Like I said, like I said, you can't disrespect anybody. No, not at all. Dreaded and I actually, I can, uh, we had that random battle where it was two Zangiefs against each other. So both of yeah. us really got to see the power firsthand. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure I lost those. I was mashing. I was mashing, but <laughs> <laughs> new challengers confessionals right here. <laughs> never catch oh, me. Oh man, I'll never admit to that. <laughs> so let me let me let me lay down what I think about some of the, the in, like some some concepts of Street Fighter Five and what I think about the game overall. I know we've talked about the balance. I know we talked about how people go back and forth about what characters, but like. In the game itself, I know some people will say it's slow. Some people will say it's too fast. I love the pacing, and I love that the damage is high and that the risk is high. Because one thing I really didn't like about people about when Street Fighter Four was going, that the person who could win at Street Fighter Four, like Ultra Street Fighter Four, was the person who knew how to take. I, the 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 lowest risk possible, aka zoning, and then like a couple pokes, and then when they get up close, they just just do jab pressure because they'll throw out, they'll throw out jabs, and then you can link them, and then you can FADC to giant damage. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, or you could throw out you know all these invincible moves that you could just oh FADC. So like. It really skewed things where if you were if you were a veteran at the game, like the you didn't you almost didn't have to risk anything to win. And the neutral game kinda got destroyed with the with being able to link jabs and F A D C things or like absorb things with focus attack. But reset Street Fighter Five, it feels so fresh and new because in this game people like unless you have super, and even then you have to be really good, like to to you know hit them supers and confirm it. Unless you have super, or like a lot of ex, you're not going to get a whole lot of damage off of jabs. You know, some characters will get more than others. Like Nash or, or Mika might be able to get more with three frames than others, but for the most part, little risk, little gain. You know, and if you want to get the big damage, you're gonna have to, you know, you're gonna have to like really play the 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 neutral game right, or take a risk trying to go in. You know what I'm saying? Like you're really gonna have to learn to 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 play footsies with the character, get them to push a button that will whiff or that is unsafe on block. Like you're gonna have to like get them to do that and then punish it. You know, it's so much more as Angry really likes to call honest. You know, you can't just lame someone out in this game, which I'm. It took some getting used to. You know what I'm saying? Because like someone will throw out jabs, and it it would beat a lot of my stuff. But you know, it would be like a wall of jabs, and I didn't know how to really deal with it until I realized that wow, mediums can beat jabs at the right range and time. Oh, okay, that's how you beat that. And medies, medies will beat wake up jab and everything. And then, and then of course, specials are so unsafe in this game. There's not a whole lot of special moves that are safe. So the back and forth, it creates this volley mentality. Like you have to know when it's your turn. And if you don't know 
that you can't press buttons at this time, you're going to get blown up for a lot of damage. Um, so it's like you have to play smart, but you also have to risk things. Uh, you know, so I, I really like that, and it creates a more honest thing where people aren't laming laming you out. So that's that's one big thing, just the the return of honest play. Uh, do you guys kind of feel that way? I do. Um, I said in the last podcast, and it still is true. I uh, I started playing initially during the beta, and I noted that even though I didn't really know how to use Ken the way Ken is played in the game at that time. I could win just using pokes, just uh, working my cross-ups, avoiding projectile pressure, punishing blocks. Just I could win like that. The problem that I had with Street Fighter 4 is a lot of those fundamental concepts, you could kind of like override them with technical skill in that you could do a Shoryuken and then FADC it away like okay well sure you can never mind backdash so not only do you yep. have the sure you can but then you've got this invincible backdash that's airborne for a few frames and they can just leap away from you and it's and some characters don't have the range to really punish that so that was kind of difficult to deal with and it became a guessing game if someone used a sure you can like are they gonna am i gonna have to get ready to you know do that five frame punish if they FADC, sure, you can forward and try to throw me. Do have to have a throw break ready? You know, what, what do I have to do right now? Whereas now, all those high risk, the higher risk you take in Street Fighter V, the harder you can fall. As opposed to in Street Fighter IV, you could mitigate the highest risk, in this case, an all-or-nothing invincible reversal that not everybody has. You can mitigate it with two bars of EX. You can't really do that in Street Fighter V. The closest you can do to that is you can do an, an unsafe sweep and then cancel it with your V-Trigger, but that still requires you to have V-Trigger. So I think that's pretty yeah. interesting. I like that too. And you can't... Like most um, most specials can't be V-Trigger canceled. I know this, uh, Ken, sure, you can can, but like reuse can't. Um, so normally you're, you're canceling normals with the V-Trigger, not specials. And definitely not those powerful. Those powerful reversals are risky. And even even if, let's just say you you do a sure you can with Ken and then V trigger cancel it, it's still unsafe. It's still mega unsafe. It's meant to be a combo extender. It's not. It's not meant to mitigate risk. So just heads up yeah, if you're playing a, a Ken. Yeah, if you're playing a Ken and then he V triggers out of a, a sure you can, you have the advantage. Yeah, same. I'd say the same goes for Rashid because he's got the tornado thing. You can't. Yeah, same thing you're talking about. Now, what I did notice as far as the, uh, you know, keeping it honest is when you first start playing the game when it releases. Okay, this is the same same kind of topic as, like, the player trends, the play type trends, because at first everyone was going hard, all their, uh, you know, the little graph that it shows in the corner. Okay, this person's more offensive, this person's more defensive. Um, you know, and it is constantly fluctuating depending on a person's match. Um, not sure how accurate they are. Yeah. But what I noticed is at first everyone was just going hard, going hard, going hard. Give it two weeks later, all of a sudden everybody's turtling. And now everyone that's turtling is winning because people haven't figured out, like you said, dreaded, like that you can actually 
you know, use the medium to override the low and all that stuff. But now I'm seeing a whole lot more, well, honest gameplay because it may say someone's a lot more defensive, but that just, it's more of a representation of how smart they are about knowing when their turn is rather than just blocking everything. Huh. Yeah. You definitely get to see um, the way that the the approach that people are taking with Street Fighter is going to, you know, uh, evolve with time. Mm-hmm. Now, one thing I really like about Street Fighter, apart from the gameplay, you know, just the new gameplay and everything, and the way it, it which is which is pretty stellar. Um, which don't let don't let me hear and don't let me hear from anyone that Street Fighter Five is not hype or isn't as hype as Ultra Street Fighter Four, quote unquote hype. It is hype. Just stream some matches from one of those Capcom Pro Tour events where like Tokido does an amazing comeback against you know Haitani because his comebacks are really like they happen in Street Fighter Five. They will happen, especially if you have a character that can do half damage, or like you just do like one reset and you take like all their life. It happens, um, so it, it 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 can be very exciting. But anyway, enough about the like the play, like the the gameplay. Unless anyone else has something about the gameplay itself, I like the game modes. It's like if you're online and you set up your your match, like no matter what you're doing. You can have someone like looking for a match, no matter what mode you're in. I love that addition. So if you're in the mm-hmm. menu at the bottom, it's like, by the way, I'm looking for a casual match for you. You know, uh, I, I like that. It just feels like there's constant action in that game. Like I'm not sitting in a lounge all the time. I love that. I like that they actually improved the lounges and made it so that you can have larger lobbies now to play with your friends. Yeah, at first, just the the two two player like that was that was kind of bogus, and then they updated it. I do have to say though, even after the March update, where it has the store, it has the better lounges, you know, it has the challenge modes, it has the trials, really important trials, which I liked. Um, not too hard, but useful. Um, but you can tell, like when you're looking at your battle profile, that there's still unfinished concepts out there. Like, when you go to your battle profile and then you look, it'll have, like, a stat section. And it looks like they they eventually are going to start keeping track of all your stats. How many moves blocked? How many moves hit? You know, more defensive, less defensive. How many reversals? How many times do you get hit with super? All this kind of information is there, but it says zero right now. Like, they haven't implemented it. Like, it's like a big data, the, like, the database hasn't been set yet. And it's like... I'm really looking forward to being able to take advantage of all of this data, but they don't have it set up yet. And it's kind of frustrating because it feels like the game isn't finished. Well, the problem with this unfinished game feeling is it's kind of kept a lot of the more casual players away. And I believe that an article recently came out on Event Hub that I was reading where Ono kind of talked about that. Yeah, we've, we've had talks with, with friends of the challengers about that. And I think I've mentioned on this podcast where, or, or maybe on, on some forums that um, I like that they just went ahead and released the game because it gave me some months of actually learning it, you know, a.k.a. training mode and, like, just, like, rudimentary, like, online battles. But I think it really hurt the game's popularity with casuals, like you say, because it wasn't all there. 
and there just wasn't that much to do at first. Now there's more to do, and in June there'll be more to do. But you know, how many people are going to go back to GameStop and be like, "Oh, well, now I'm going to get some Street Fighter Five." So I don't know. Yeah, it's important to give people substance up front, and then add in all the extra stuff later. You can't treat like major game modes and eight-player lobbies like the extra stuff on the side, that stuff that should have been in the game, in the game previously, but live and learn. Yeah, uh, it seems like Capcom's learning new stuff with each, each you know, uh, quote-unquote troubled launch. <laughs> rest, rest in peace, Street Fighter Cross Tekken. So, <laughs> All-Star, I mean, how did you feel about the, the launch? Like, were, were you kind of upset when they didn't have yeah, all the because. There? Honestly, because when I first start learning a new fighting game, I like to be able to play on my own to really, you know, get a good foundation down. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't really available. You could play the story mode for like, you know, three matches per person or whatever, but that wasn't enough to really tell me much. There was survival mode, which had a really inconsistent difficulty setting. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like... <laughs> And it's just take it's such a time like commitment. Whereas like you play arcade, you don't know who's like the the enemy, the main enemy in this game because there's no real story. But uh, I don't know. I just feel like they needed to not stress tournament play as much right away because that's kind of what they're focusing on, like with their model here. And they could have just roped in more casuals first. But then again, I understand where they're coming from because most of their um, new players and stuff coming out are going to start going to these tournaments because of it. Well, at least they hope that they will. So, Mm. speaking of side note, I just, you know, we talked about never coming across a birdie. I just played one online. (laughs) <laughs> pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. I've been waffle stomped by a birdie. Listen, don't sleep on that birdie because you just be you'll you think you're gonna lame him out and all of a sudden he's flying through the air and you're like, What's going on? Well, I'm just gonna block this and he just chain grabs you. That is oh, that is one of the most frustrating things about this game is I'm trying to play neutral game with this long range dude and he just flies through the air and I'm standing there and he just grabs me. There's nothing you can do. It's like I hate getting hit by the, the the light version of the dolphin dive chain grab. You know, when he like just jumps, mm. like he dives at you, and if he just hits you when you're on the ground, he's just grabbing you and then throwing you around with chains. That's mm-hmm. that's really that's really frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, dreaded, you're manning Macaulay, correct? That is absolutely correct. Um, and let me know. Let me tell you why. Okay. Um. When I read up on, okay, yes, his character design, yes, he has dreadlocks, yes, I have dread envy, yes, I'm dreaded, whatever. Um, <laughs> but when I started playing him, I realized that his gameplay kind of fit with what I kind of know because he's, um, he, he does a couple things really well. He can anti zone if you're smart, and he's, but he's meant to rush down. Um, so like his rushdown game is, is actually pretty good. Now his foot speed is not the greatest. So like, and his normals are mediocre. 
especially in speed and in range. Like his faster normals are short, and his lower normals are you know his slower normals are really are the, are the long ones. Um, but when you add the the stomp, which is plus on block, you can just like you can keep pressure up. So like if you can get close enough to land like a medium kick, a crouching medium kick, which actually is a pretty decent poke. Or a medium punch, like I can do stomp to follow up and then follow up with pressure. So that's pretty cool. But I really like getting in, like, you know, if I'm the his slash move is a charge move. And I'm so used to charge characters, you know? So I really appreciate that. It's like I almost like if I'm sitting there and if I have enough charge and someone just decides to Sonic Boom or Hadoken or something, it's like if I read it, if I get a good read, I'm in because it blows straight through the Hadoken and I'm up in their face and then I continue pressure. Um, so, like, without V-Trigger, he's halfway decent. Oh, and by the way, I love slam dunking people with Nikali. Like, <laughs> like I'm pressuring, I'm pressuring, I'm pressuring. They're blocking. Like, I, I, I'll, they'll block a, they'll block a, a, a cross-up and then I got them with the slam dunk. It doesn't do a whole lot of pressure, but it gets in their heads, you know? Like, haha, don't block. But then once I Such get the V trigger, <laughs> oh, I know, man. I love frustrating people with it. But like once I get V trigger, I'm like, oh, check this out. Uh, I've been patient this whole time, but now I'm the best character in the game. Hmm. Moves twice as fast, does twice as much damage, like has all this advantage on block. It's amazing. So I've been trying to get uh, good with other characters like Vega, like Nash, you know, because I don't want to just be like a loyalist and just get stuck. Like kind of like how I did with um, Street Fighter Four, but I'm really enjoying Nikali, and I'm, I'm that's how I'm getting my wins. So that's that. Well, you got to do what you got to do to get the W. No one's gonna judge <laughs> you on that one. I mean, that's that's the honest truth. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's important to learn other characters because you know if you run into a bad matchup, or just to learn the game better, and it's just a better experience if you know more than one character of it. Yeah, having so much fun with Kali right now. Well, I'm glad to hear it because uh, playing your Nikali is frustrating. And that stand heavy kick <laughs> reminds me of uh, what Pickle tried to do to Musashi in the latest chapter <laughs> of uh, Baki. Read Baki. Baki Do. Just read it. I, I had to do Baki. it. I had to say. Yeah, it. I like this. I like that you did. I know you don't, guys. If you don't understand what we're talking about, read Baki. You gotta read Baki. You got to. Got Got Guess I'll be reading Baki then. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, All Star. You will be reading Baki. So, yeah. dreaded, dreaded All Star. Those are some really good insights on the game there, and uh, we had a, a really good discussion on that. But I think it's my turn. What do you think, Angry? Yeah, Here's we'd like the to hear angry your thoughts. thoughts. Okay, I'm gonna lay it all out for you right now. I'm gonna lay it all out. I enjoy Street Fighter V. It's a fun game to play, and as I've said many times, it's honest when I play it. It feels like I'm being rewarded for knowing the fundamentals more so than being able to do some technically difficult tests because I can do just frame, carrying uh, uppercuts. I can uh, land those combos. It feels really good to hit that cami, stand medium punch, stand heavy punch. Confirm into Spiral Arrow. Feels really good. <coughs> um, I've lost a lot of matches. You know, Mark, 
Mark uh, Sagawa was draxing me, draxing my clowns, but he taught me a lot about the game. And the game feels good. It feels really good. It feels almost as good as when I play King of Fighters 13. I'm just in there. I'm, I kind of get that euphoric feeling playing a game back. Whereas playing some fighting games, I know that it's going to be mentally taxing. Like for me, Street Fighter 4, I always felt kind of like, okay, I'm about to go in here. I've got my game plan. I'm going to pick poison. I got to throw these fireballs. You know, I got to see if they can FADC. Got to see if they're going to focus absorb. What's going to happen? You know, I, I wasn't really that good at hitting those one frame links. Playing Street Fighter Cross Tekken, there's less of that, but there's still the idea that, you know, there's characters out there that I'm afraid of. Like, if we play an Elisa, I know I'm going to be in Blockstone for the rest of my life, unless I blow meter. (laughs) So, yeah, not really a fan of that. But playing Street Fighter V is a whole new experience. It just, fighting everyone is fun, the game is fun, and it feels very solid. That's my first impression, really. And I was afraid the game was going to be boring, but as you said before, Dreaded, it is not, it's not a boring game. Right? It just depends on how you look at it. If you have an appreciation for the fighting game scene, then, you know, it's a lot of fun to watch. Very fast-paced. Yeah, I like it. I have not seen that many timeouts. It's, timeouts are rare. <laughs> no, this is not day one cross-tekken. <clears throat> <laughs> As no. for who I'm maining, I'm currently maining Cammy White, my uh, my cousin, and <laughs> my British cousin. I've always wanted to play Cammy as a main since Marvel vs. Capcom 2. She was on my best team that I had there. Was, I believe it was Jin Seotome, Cammy, and Hayato. Kind of a weird team. Not, not very uh, functional there, but that's what I did. I played for fun. And I tried playing Cammy in Street Fighter Alpha 3. Not good. I tried playing her in uh, Street Fighter 4. Not good. But I feel like I can play her in this game. I like that they improved her hooligan combination. They made it easier to do. I like that they improved her uh, spinning back knuckle. And you can actually combo after it. Feels good hitting that crouch medium punch after a spinning back knuckle on wake up. You know. So... Love it. I like to corpse hop with that. And Cammy's a fun character. The other character I'm using, I mentioned briefly before, was Karen. I'm experimenting with Karen. I don't think I'm going to stick with Karen. I'm kind of waiting to see what Guile and Urian will be like. Mm. And I want, I want to see them. I played a little bit of Street Fighter Three. I was kind of excited about Alex, but I was really just a Makoto guy. But Urian interests me. Guile interests me. And uh, on a lesser, to a lesser degree, Balrog, or the boxer, I should say. So I'm going to see how that plays out. Right now, Cammy's my girl. A lot of fun to play. Love hitting that uh, hooligan combination throw. Love uh, canceling. Or drive, or I'm about to say drive cancel. <laughs> KOF. I love, uh, <laughs> <You're> active- <KOF. laughs> I love using the V-Trigger, activating it to cancel my moves mix-ups and stuff like that and to extend my combos and the three frame buffer window is just allows me just to play the game like i can just play like i can learn the combos and i can just play i don't need to worry about dropping a combo because of input lag or 
um, net lag or anything like that. So that's always good. Yeah. That's such a big thing, that, that three-frame buffer. Yes. Like, you know, like if someone just doesn't have the rhythm to just hit the button on one one-sixtieth of a second, like it, the game is still accessible. As with like Street Fighter Four, you know, if my one flame rings weren't on that day, I don't, I guess looks looks like I just wasn't that good. You know, this one it's like no, 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 just play the game, you'll get there. I also like that. So, there's, so far, there hasn't been discovered a necessary difficult mechanic that's uh, very dexterous to pull off. Like uh, the FADC, although it, you know we might be able to do it. It's essentially you're hitting a move or a special move. You're inputting a special move. And then you're pressing two buttons at the same time to cancel that move. And then you're pressing forward, forward, or back, back. And to continue the combo, you've got to enter another move, which could be an ultra combo or another special move. That's a lot of buttons to press. Now, when I just activate you know, my V-trigger, I just go punch, I go medium punch, heavy punch, V-trigger, heavy punch, spiral arrow. And then um, cannon spike. Easy. Easy combo. Easy damage. Yes. The only thing I was going to add to all that is I did buy the hardcover uh, player's guide. Oh. Got a lot of good information in it. I can flip through it right now. Almost, the section I'm mostly concerned with, of course, is my girl Cammy. But it's got all the information you need for each individual move. It's got strategy, long range, mid range, and close range. It's got your combos. And then in the back of the book, it's got matchups and online play information. So, wow. Yeah, in, in the front, they've got a, a glossary with all the lingo you need to play the game. So, I, I like that. And now there's also a digital e guide that uh, is updated for up to a year after the release of this guide so until february of next year i'll get all the new characters that come out so hopefully alex will drop soon so i can read about him and i can read about guile and ibuki and everybody else and all-star i didn't hear you mention that at all oh my my main i have to remain patient because honestly it sounded like guile's gonna be the next release after that uh, who knows? You know they could go with Yuri or Urian, Urian, however you say his name. I just try not to think about it too much right now. <laughs> it does, hurts. Any, does everybody here <laughs> think that it's kind of strange that out of all the characters they picked in Street Fighter, all the unused characters, all the characters who were in four, that they picked Ibuki. Yeah, that's so strange. That is interesting. Not a super that is popular. Like, I was wondering about that because I was concerned that she wouldn't even be involved in the game at all. You know, I just had to find a completely new character because when I'd play online Street Fighter Four, mm-hmm. I think I've played against two of them total, okay. all time. Yeah, I, that, that I, is I interesting. interesting. I find it very interesting because I mean we have Oro in the mix, Sean, C Viper. I'm really survived, surprised they didn't pick C Viper over Ibuki. Yeah. I'm okay with it. I mean, I mean I'm I'll okay with it. that too. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Mr. Tung, you know, we know you love C Viper there, Marvin, but 
too difficult. <laughs> too much. Too much is going on. With yeah. That. Yeah. I, I have a feeling that with some of these characters, like Alex, they barely changed up. It's like, well, we're just going to give him V-Trigger, you know? And even his V-Skill isn't like a thing. His V-Skill is basically a taunt that gives him counter hit. You know, it's like a Tekken character. They didn't change him much. I have a feeling like Guile's going to play like Guile with a V-Trigger and a V-Skill, which I, I know the V-Trigger and V-Skill will, will definitely give him an extra fold, but I have a feeling that Guile's still going to be good old Guile. Kind of like how Ryu is just like an updated Ryu, but he's still Ryu. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I have a... I have a feeling that Balrog and Ibuki are going to be mega different. Um, I just have a feeling like like with Balrog, they're going to do things that are just going to shake up the character from what we've seen before. And I think with Ibuki, she has so many special moves already. I think we're going to see it just, uh, just a different take on all those. Okay. All right. I can, I can see yeah. that. I think That's they're going to cut, it, cut down the total. Yeah, the total move list for it's. I mean, if you compare it to the current roster of Street Fighter Five, there's no way they keep all those moves. Like, there's just no way. And I was thinking yeah. about it, and I'm sure they'll keep, you know, the staples like you know maybe the kunai or the neck breaker. Um, but I would honestly, I'd welcome the change. Like, I don't mind. Now, could it ruin the character for me? Yeah, absolutely. It's happened before, but I don't know. I like uh, I like the idea of a new game, like completely new game, and how they. No offense to charge characters, but I like how they made a couple hybrids rather than solely charge characters because that way they get a better representation of people playing them too. I think so. Yeah. If I, if I oh. see a character come in, a remade character, and they change them up. My big thing is I would like for that character to be to retain the spirit of the character that they've had throughout the series. Because you can you you can change a character all you want, but if they retain the spirit of what they were, you can still play them. Playing King of Fighters, for instance, Robert Garcia in every single iteration has changed. He's gone from being a command character to a charge character to having a low and high fireball to just having a normal fireball to not having a fireball at all but having like a little Dan type fireball. But the spirit of his character, for the most part, was always the same. That's what I think is important in how you retain your player base for those characters. Now, <laughs> I mean, even Armika has changed a lot. Birdie has changed a lot. But the spirit is still kind of there. So Nash yeah, is the only yeah. one where I'm just kind of like, all right, he's way different. <laughs> yeah, well, I think the most changed character is Nash. <laughs> also, Birdie and Bison. Those, those three characters really got the work over. I mean, Nash has just was changed basically completely from a, a Guile clone. I'm not talking about canon. I'm talking about Gal came first and Nash came later and was a lot, a lot. I mean, was the same archetype, but now he's he's like different. But like Bison, they changed him up with his teleport. They changed him up with his walk speed, and they changed him up with the Psycho Crusher. So he's more he's more like the spirit of Alpha Three Bison than um, than like Two Bison or Three Bison or or, or or Street Fighter Four Bison. But he's still Bison, you mm-hmm. know. I think 
yeah, the the like you said, the the number I think the one or one or two dip like most changed characters from previous iterations are Nash and Birdie. Um which, you know, hey, it's good to have a couple of those. You know, to make the game feel fresh. But even I mean, even playing Ryu feels feels new, feels fresh. Even yes. though like they basically just gave him like one or two more normals or, you know, chain combos and like V trigger and V skill. Just those, just those things alone, make him feel just like the solid character that he is. I think they increased his damage, but like, so they gave him a couple combos. Like you can hit his axe kick, and then link it to a light kick to into a special, which is kind of a cool, cool option to have. But if you just want to play Ryu, you can just play Ryu. But if you want to get like, it feels like he's like Ryu plus, not evil Ryu, not. Off the deep end, Ryu, but just like a Ryu plus, and I like that. I can see where you're coming from on that. I like the uh, the parries. I like his chain combos are awesome. Just having that option yeah. to kind of switch from his crouch medium punch being the tool to his stand medium punch to me is kind of is ingenious because, as you know, crouch blocking in the game is the safest way to play. It forces Ryu to be a little bit more aggressive just by switching. Yeah. Up. Which medium punch he's got to use. His medium punch is really good. Yeah, hitting that medium punch is so refreshing. Medium punch, medium punch. Yeah. Damage. So much damage. (laughs) Yeah. That was the first thing I noticed, the big difference between him and Ken. So much more damage difference. Like, there was before in four, but in five, oh my gosh. Yeah. He's been on that, uh, Chris Redfield diet of just steroids yeah. <laughs> and uh, whatever a Jack Hanma takes. Yeah, the X X for Watch Bucky. Two two references in one. Two references show? in one podcast. Look, can we make it a triple? Oh, we might. Um, we might. We still have time. We we do, but like you know, and, and Ken, he still feels very Ken. His 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 Dragon Punch still feels ridiculous. Um, he still has some of those crazy kicks with like that walk up fake the fake out um, step kick. I'm gonna step. Oh no, I'm not gonna hit you with the low. Like that's still there. Um, like the sole of his step kick is there. Like how far it reaches. So like he feels like a Ken plus. <laughs> so that's that's fun. I I like the I like the game. I do. It's gonna definitely tie me over to KOF drops. Yeah, <laughs> I think we'll be playing Street Fighter Five for a long time. I mean, we have so much to look forward to. Who knows what next year's going to bring? I really hope it, it has legs. I also like that there's not going to be like new versions. That we're not going to see Super Street Fighter Five. At least I hope we don't. Duh. Like, well, we might see like they claim uh, they would. <laughs> I think we will see like a uh, a complete disc where you can just like yeah maybe buy everything at once. But yeah, you're oh right. yeah, with all the I'm DLC, hoping. yeah. I'm not going to hold out hope because, you know, I believe in the Capcom rule of threes where there has to be at least three versions of each game. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll see. I mean, but, like, it seems like what they're going to do is, like, if they're going to make it, like, so where they have to have it a named iteration, that you're just, you just download it, you know? Yeah, yeah. So that the game of the game evolves slowly instead of these giant chunks. That was the problem with uh, Street Fighter 4. Yeah. <laughs> 
I All really right. didn't like Super Street Fighter 4 where you or Super Street Fighter 4 AE where it just created these really super lame characters. So I hope they don't ever do that. Which it doesn't look like they will. But anyway, let's move. So are uh, you all have any other impressions of Street Fighter 5? We've spent a lot of time today talking about Street Fighter 5. I guess the last thing I can say is uh continuing on the uh keeping the spirit of the characters. The way that they're I don't know, just from what I've seen and my observation. Now, this one might seem a little strange, but Rashid Rashid is the Ibuki type character right now. Mm-hmm. Because he has a few a unorthodox things. Yeah. So what I think is going to happen is they will I don't think they're going to just destroy any particular characters that are getting released like I think they're we're going to be more impressed by each new one that comes out. Hope so. Mm. I'm optimistic. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. If you really think about it, if you go, if you hark back to our podcast of the um, the character archetypes, uh, I think they're pretty well represented here, except for maybe zoners. But we still have those with Dalsum and Fong. We have setup characters. We have basic characters. We have like standard characters. We have rushdown characters. We have uh, movement type characters with Rashid. And mm-hmm. with Vega and and like I I feel like if even though there's only 16 characters like if you have an archetype there's someone there for you it's great yeah man uh, the game the game feels really fresh I like the fact that I found my character like I can play Cammy I can play Karen you know and it, hey if you don't like Cammy or Karen you can play Rashid you can play Nikali. I'm not going to play those characters. I don't like those characters, but I have my own characters now. <laughs> it's not like when yeah. I was playing uh, Yadagrasu. Yadagrasu, so boring. Where I just kind of felt pressured into playing a character I didn't really like. But being the, the person I am, I'm like, well, this character has high damage and this and that. So I'm just going to play as this character. I mean, none of those characters really fit what I wanted. These Street Fighter Five is just it's an interesting game, man. It's just how did they do it? I don't know. It's probably because they've been in the business for so long. Yeah. They had a a lot of good probably a lot of good feedback and a lot of time analyzing what they've done before. Mm-hmm. And a lot of like professionals really weighing in on what they think. Yeah. They've got a big enough sample set with all the different versions of their games. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Okay, so we've got a bunch of new games coming out, but you know what I'm into is in KOF. So we have the King of Dinosaurs. For if anybody's listening, King of Dinosaurs is Tizak. Tizak is the King of Dinosaurs. They're the same character. So a lot of people saw the King of Dinosaurs and they were all like, "Oh, they're putting a dinosaur in in KOF because he had a raptor head." It's like he's not. He's a person. You can see his chest and hands. All right, he is Tizak. That's who he is, and he was one of my favorite characters from KOF 11. Not from KOF 11, but playing him in KOF 11. Didn't really mess with him in Garo. Uh, I see Geese is back in the game. Predictable. Yes, that trailer was genius. <laughs> it was genius for many reasons. Number one, predictable. Just him. Countering everything. The same counter over and over and over again. <laughs> That's so awesome. Then they slipped in Joe. Like, 
They didn't really announce Joe, but Joe, Hig- Joe Higishi did his sliding kick in the low counter was the response that Geese had for him. So Joe is in the game. He's confirmed in the game. And then we get to see Rio, which is, which is awesome and cool. The only thing I was missing from that Geese trailer is his vacuum throw. That's what I wanted to see. But, you know, can't have everything you want. The fact that Geese is in the yeah. game is amazing enough as it is. Now, as for uh Mui and Kukri, Kukri looks cool. I like that he's like this guy, this dead-looking guy that fights with ashes. Mui Mui. That's pretty tight. She's from the Pachinko games. So Oh, yeah. You were you were recently in the Land of the Rising Sun, so you you would know. Yes. And I did not get to play the uh, the Dragon Gal slot machines, but I can say that, and I've been told that there's two more Pachinko characters being added to KOF 14. So this is crazy. That's that's pretty cool. So I'm really excited about KOF 14. Yeah, I remember when the very 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 first early trailer dropped, and we were like, "What is this?" No. Now I'm like. Oh man, this is genius because right now SNK is building the hype in the wake of Street Fighter V, and I think the timing's perfect because I'm, I think the F the FGC is getting hyped up, and I'm getting hyped up for some more fighting games, <laughs> and we're gonna get some quality fighting games and some King of Fighters with like so many characters. Um, I think it's coming out at the right time, and every time we look at it, and every time we see it. It looks more legit. Yes. They're making it better and better each time. And quite honestly, from what I've seen of the gameplay, it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. So even if it didn't look any better than it did in the last trailer, I would still be okay with that. And the new characters they're adding are really interesting. Yeah. I I really like that Kukui-looking dude. He he looks really interesting. I can't wait to get my hands on it, try to wrap my hand around, like, 50 characters and see which one I want, you know. We we have a lot of love for some King of Fighters. Um, you mentioned I went to the Land of Rising Sun. I did. I went off to Japan and I spent a little time in the arcades there. Okay, a lot of time in the arcades. Mostly uh, with my buddy there while he was winning all of the crane machines. Shout out to my buddy <laughs> for being the crane machine master. Uh, just leaving with bags and bags of goods and having crowds of Japanese people standing around him watching him play and cheer as he just won everything. I went up, I did play Ultra Street Fighter 4. The game is alive and well in the arcades there. As you all know, Street Fighter 5 does not have a dedicated arcade platform. So you will not see that in the arcades being played. But uh, I got to play Tekken 7. I got oh. to play Pokken Tournament before it dropped here in the States. I got to play the latest update of Chaos Code. I got to play the latest update of Akatsuki Blitzkampf. I got to play... uh, I got to see. I didn't play. But I saw they actually had Skullgirls cabinets. And what what they do in Japan is... In America, the arcade experience is very social. I mean, when it was here. And I've heard a lot of the older gaming heads, like uh, Mr. Patterson, who we might have on our show here in the future, talk about, you know, the social aspect of putting your quarters 
on the uh, on the deck to save your spot. You know, it's not like that in Japan. It's actually not social at all, from what I can tell. And I'm not saying that because I, I don't speak the best Japanese. I'm saying that just from standing and watching and spending a lot of time in the arcades. They, the cabinets are are back to back, so. If we were playing each other, you would be sitting on one side of the cabinet and I'd be sitting on the other. I might never even see you. If you don't get up, I won't ever see you. No one really talks. People just kind of sit there. I've seen guys with just like stacks of coins just practicing, you know, practicing their moves. And some of the arcade cabinets actually have training mode options that you can play in for like, you can play for 10 minutes just against a computer opponent, like in Tekken. The other thing wow. I noted was uh, the amount of Fist of the North Star stuff that's still alive ah. as well. Not related <laughs> to fighting games, but I had to get a shout-out to Fist of the North Star. And all the Baki manga I picked up. Third reference. Thank you. Watch Baki. Read Baki. Thank you. Thank you for all my Baki stuff. I got yes. my, my, my hands on some authentic Baki manga. Yes. Yeah, and, I'll, and when I go mm-hmm. again, possibly in October, you know I'll be picking up and sending more stuff. So. <laughs> But uh, playing there was fun. I got draxed a few times. I did drax a couple times. <laughs> yes. Uh, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. It was interesting. I kind of went into Japan with no expectations. I didn't want to go in there with a the stereotype of like, oh, everyone's awesome at video games or whatever, blah, blah, blah. The, the crowd that's in the arcade is very diverse. You have everyone from young kids to the salarymen. That being said, smoking. If you were allergic to cigarette smoke or very bothered by cigarette smoke, be careful which arcades and uh, pachinko places you go into because indoor smoking is really big there. They don't really allow outdoor smoking, but you can pretty much smoke indoors anywhere in Japan, which for our American friends is going to be very foreign to them. Which is funny because they'd be going to a foreign country to them anyway. So there. <laughs> so yeah, that was a uh, that's Japan. I mean, there was a lot more stuff that I did there. I made a lot of good friends. I made a friend in Japan just by making a reference to Fatal Fury. So that was cool. So, oh man! I got to shout, "Are you okay, yeah. Buster Wolf?" in the middle of a shoe store. No big deal. But yeah. No. Oh, that uh, that's awesome. Thank you for letting us live vicariously through your travels. Oh, no problem. And, you know, I got pictures on my Instagram. So if you all want to see a picture of a green crocodile in Japan playing Street Fighter, that's on my Instagram. Links are in the uh, the bio there. But uh, one last thing I want to touch on since we had All-Star with us today is uh, Divinity. Tell us about this Divinity, sir. This uh, It's not fighting game related, but, you know... We're always up to hear what you feel about the gaming. Well, what I was looking for was a very passive, like, because so many of the new games now, you know, they're always connected online. There's always something going on. You can't just, you know, just set the controller down or just enjoy the campaign on your own. Well, this game, Divinity Original Sin, I think it's maybe like the third in the series. But uh, it's very... It's dungeon crawler, Diablo-esque, you know, you pick your class, 
and uh, it's a little bit different in the battle system. It's more of a turn-based battle system, kind of like a tactics game, okay. which may, it's a nice little twist on it. But the biggest thing I like about it is the game modes. You can make characters, play locally, whatever. You're doing it on your own time. Or you can create your characters and start a campaign with your friends and just play, like have a com- campaign solely for you and your friends and then a campaign solely for just you and it's very well done and divided i don't know anybody else with the game so i haven't played with anybody online yet but it's got i want to say close to 100 hours of gameplay in it so it's one of those good passive time waster games you know, nice. you get on, you get online. You're playing Street Fighter or something. You get all riled up. Your your adrenaline's going crazy. You just want to relax afterwards. So you just want to shoot fireballs at demons or zombies. <laughs> Who doesn't want to do that? <laughs> no, right? Exactly. But yeah, that's really the all there is to say about that. I mean, it was uh, I got it for a pretty good price, like you know, twenty five bucks or something on Amazon. Um. I think it's actually going for 40 but I had a coupon, so I was like, sure, try it out. Hadn't really researched it much before that, but pleasantly surprised. Well, that's good to hear, sir. Good. I actually almost forgot to mention something dreaded. Got an email oh, yeah? a few days ago uh, asking about our panel badges to make sure our usernames are correct, which they are. Uh, we're going to be at Akon this year hosting our panel. Akon, what, what? for all you that don't know, is a convention in the uh, Dallas, Texas, in the Hilton Anatole, 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 I don't know. June 3rd to the 5th, 2016, we will be there all weekend, and I will be there Thursday to Monday, so tentatively. I don't know if I'm going to do anything else in that area around that time, but yeah. Looking forward to Acon this year. We'll be hosting two of our panels, and I believe in the last podcast we were still on the fence about whether or not we were going to be able to uh, host the uh, panels because we hadn't been approved. But both of our panels were approved, both uh, Hadoken and Intro to Fighting Games, and our other one, Knockout uh, Fighting Games Two Hundred One. You want to? Yeah, uh, we've been working hard. You want to talk? We've been a working bit hard about, on those uh, concepts. Yeah, talk about yeah. our new one that you wrote up. Oh, yeah, you know, we're just going to be covering, you know, just going to give you a little preview here. I ain't going to you know, waste time giving you the whole lowdown. But, uh, you know, some of the things that maybe are, are a little past beginner stuff, like how to understand hitboxes and frames, frame data, uh, and, and different things, and probably probably more room to talk about more uh, advanced and uh, esoteric topics, if you will. So, you know, we'll hit them with that beginner knowledge, that, that 101 knowledge. And then if they want to they want to get more college credit on fighting games, they can go to 201 and, and we'll school them up on some of the finer points. Uh, you know, some of the things that we've talked about in this podcast, actually. So but we like it because then we get to meet more gamers and throw down with them later and spread the word of the new challengers and the FGC. But, yeah, I think 201 will be awesome for those people who have, have already kind of gotten knowledge, but just want to maybe get more. Um, kind of like how we were when we first started the New Challengers, where we thought we knew trading games, but then, you know, we had to level up our games because the competition got higher. 
I think that's what we want to do. Get them to the next level. Uh, so yeah, we're we're excited about that. I'm excited, definitely. Yeah. We, yeah. we may or may not be uh, dressed as uh, Baki Hanma and Yujiro Hanma. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I really don't know. Baki reference. Yeah, there's another Baki. <laughs> yeah. Four of them. What? Yeah, we had to beat the hat trick. Well, let, okay, talk about all the cosplays. We're going to be doing Key and Peel. We've got yeah, because that's uh, fun. We got a group there called the Cosfit Connection because our listeners know that fighting games and fitness go hand in hand. They should. And we have a lot of friends there that we're going to be meeting, which is awesome. Made a lot of friends on Facebook sharing fitness information, so we'll all be together. So we will be the yeah. Hanmas. We have a whole Baki group. And we will also be the Blues Brothers. Because I'm not, it's so fun. I'm not sure about if uh, Miguel and Bushido will make an appearance. At like we'll the rave or, a rave or something. I don't know. But I do know <laughs> that Thouser... The oh, holy the emperor, of, emperor of Nanto, the yeah. star of dominance himself, will be making a very brief appearance at Akon. Y'all need to get up on the interwebs and Google some Fist of the North Star and Thouser. Yes. He's so bad. Or just Google, in quotes, or not in quotes, but just Google, the emperor has no need for love. And you will see my man Thouser. So... That is that. Akon's going to be dope, y'all. Akon is going to be so much fun. We're going to be hanging out with some challengers. We're going to be meeting new challengers. We're going to be the new challengers, and it's going to be fun. So if by some luck of the draw, you stumble on our podcast and live in the Dallas area, please come and see us. We would love to meet you. Absolutely. Other than that, let's uh, do our normal thing. Shout out to the USO. Mr. Uh, yes. All-Star here used to work for the USO, so he knows all the great work they do. And thank you for your great work, sir. Oh, thank you. It was a wonderful time. It's actually volunteer week this week. And so shout out to all the USO volunteers and staff that make it happen. Once again, head over to USO.org and donate your time, money, whatever you might have to the USO. Great organization does a lot of great things for people all over the world uh, military like American military NATO forces deploy civilians everyone so I know that without them I probably wouldn't be sitting here right now I probably would have quit my job a long time ago it helps keep me sane yeah shout out to all the work they do um, supporting not just soldiers but uh, everybody who's out there contributing to the fight. You know, they're such a, such a great organization. Yes. So, let's do a little something different today. Uh, Mr. All-Star, would you like to say until the next challenge to end us today? I, I think I can manage that. All right, all right. That. So, please. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, until the next challenge. Oh. oh. <laughs> Peace, <everybody>. y'all. <laughs> Mic drop. Ha, 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 ha.